Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Exodus 21, Ordinances for the People. Now these are the ordinances which you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve for six years, but on the seventh he shall go out as a free man without payment. If he comes alone, he shall go out alone. If he is the husband of a wife, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall belong to her master and he shall go out alone. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out as a free man, then his master shall bring him to God. Then he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost and his master shall shall pierce his ear with an awl and he shall serve him permanently. If a man sells his daughter as a female slave, she is not to go free as the male slaves do. If she is displeasing in the eyes of her master who designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He does not have authority to sell her to a foreign people because of his unfairness to her. If he designates her for his son, he shall deal with her according to the custom of daughters. If he takes to himself another woman, he may not reduce her food, her clothing, or her conjugal rights. If he will not do these three things for her, then she shall go out for nothing without payment of money. Personal injuries. He who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. But if he did not lie and wait for him, but God let him fall into his hand, then I will appoint you a place to which he may flee. If, however, a man acts presumptuously toward his neighbor so as to kill him craftily, you are to take him even from my altar that he may die. He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He who kidnaps a man, whether he sells him or he is found in his possession, shall surely be put to death. He who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. If men have a quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but remains in bed, if he gets up and walks around outside on his staff, then he who struck him shall go unpunished. He shall only pay for his loss of time and shall take care of him until he is completely healed. If a man strikes his male or female slave with a rod and he dies at his hand, he shall be punished. If, however, he survives a day or two, no vengeance shall be taken, for he is his property. If men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely, yet there is no injury, he shall surely be fined as a woman's husband may demand of him. And, if, and he shall pay as the judges decide. But if there is any further injury, then you shall appoint as a penalty life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. 
If a man strikes the eye of his male or female slave and destroys it, he shall let him go free on account of his eye. And if he knocks out a tooth of his male or female slave, he shall let him go free on account of his tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall surely be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall go unpunished. If, however, an ox was previously in the habit of goring and its owner has been warned, yet he did not confine it and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned and its owner also shall be put to death. If a ransom is demanded of him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is demanded of him. Whether it gores a son or a daughter, it shall be done to him according to the same rule. If the ox gores a male or female slave, the owner shall give his or her master 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned. If a man opens a pit or digs a pit and does not cover it over and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restitution. He shall give money to its owner and the dead animal shall become his. If one man's ox hurts another's so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and divide its price equally, and they also and also they shall divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox was previously in the habit of goring, yet its owner has not confined it, he shall surely pay ox for ox, and the dead animal shall become his. Many people look at this scripture and they they uh, try to justify and flat out say, well, it's a good thing we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but really, do we? Just think about it. What really is happening in, in this scripture um, is more than just the, the small little things that people worry about. Like the fact that it says the word slave and they're just, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's so horrible. That's so, look at the traditions and look at the practice and what they did at that time. Um, is it right for someone to own another person? Is it right for someone to offer themselves up as a servant for six to seven, given food, clothing, shelter? It's not the same as the way we would look at slave. Slavery is horrible. Um, by the way that we see it today in the 21st century, slavery should be condemned. But don't get tripped up over those little things. Look at what the scripture is really saying. It is saying equal punishment for anyone's um, action. So if someone does something that costs a life, they need to have equal consequences that equate to what they caused. That makes sense. Now, if, um, in fact, in here is where we get the scripture. If we're looking at an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, you know, and you go through and you see a, a hand for a hand. If you cause me to lose my hand, then they come and cut off your hand. If you do something that caused me to lose my eye, then they're going to gouge out your eye. As consequence, equal consequence for the fault. What Jesus said raised it even farther. He said, you heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you this, that if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. He said it. If your hand causes you to sin or to do things against God, things that aren't right, cut it off. 
better to lose a hand than the entire life. Jesus supported, but he took, he supported this stance, but he took it one step further. He didn't just say an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. He said that we should look at it. The ones who are causing the problem should be the ones who should also agree to this consequence and saying, if my hand does something to cause this big of a problem, cut it off because I don't want to do that again. Because the corruption was in my hand and what it did, I don't want it to spread to my whole body. I want to commit my life to doing what is right not being afraid of doing what is wrong. We make mistakes, that's true. Jesus died to cover our mistakes. But if you're looking at this scripture and saying that's impossible, rethink your stance. This is easy. Don't kill another person. Simple. You dig a hole outside and someone accidentally falls into it, you caused a death. There should be consequences. You should have been more careful to cover the hole. Father, thank you. Thank you that even in your correction, we find comfort in knowing that there should be a standard that tells us right from wrong. Not something that I determine as an individual, but something that you determine by your constant love and justice. I ask that we could not, um, as followers of you, we, we could not just bicker and fight about the little things and allow those to divide us. But we can come together on the big truth and knowing that when we make a mistake, there is a consequence. We shouldn't go to blaming others and we should stand up and accept what we have coming as a consequence and do whatever we can to ensure that it doesn't happen again. I pray for all this in Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to 
to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless. Thank you.